Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Episode of Agents of Mace. Today is a supersized extra episode extravaganza because uh, last week Titania broke into our studios and wrecked everything and we had to fix it all. Thanks a lot, Titania. Uh, so <laughs> this week we're doing episode six and episode seven. And also we got a little bit of news. So uh, do you guys want to talk about news first? Yeah, let's go for it. <clears throat> so. For all of you Marvel fans, Deadpool fans, X-Men fans, Wolverine fans, general fans of Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman's friendship, it's back. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds posted a video, uh, or actually I guess a series of videos, um, to his social media accounts where he explained that he was having trouble kind of figuring out the idea for Deadpool 3. We get to see him in his... I'm going to go ahead and say his, like, X-Force uniform. Uh, I know that in the movie, it was, like, his for- his uniform got, like, covered in soot and ash, and that's how he got, like, the X-Force Deadpool. But mm-hmm. the uniform that he's wearing doesn't look quite like that uniform. It looks more like a X-Force Deadpool uniform, so... That may be interesting. Um, but we see him in that uniform as he's like trying to come up with ideas. And then at one point he's sitting on the couch talking to the camera. And who walks by in the background but Hugh Jackman. And then he joins him on the couch. And then there is a part due, or as it's called, part Hugh, where he and Hugh Jackman are sitting on the couch explaining that they'll be in the movie together. And then describing the movie all while a soundtrack is being played over so you can't hear any of the exciting details. Although you can lip read and it doesn't seem to give anything away. They're just talking about fighting each other and how amazing it is. Um, But yeah, so it has been officially announced that Hugh Jackman is going to return as a Wolverine in Deadpool 3 and that they're not retconning anything. Wolverine is still, I'll air quote this, dead. Um, but this is going to happen before the events of Logan, which take place in 2029. Um, Mm -hmm. so still got a couple years before we start seeing 
crazy self-driving shipping crates on the highway. Uh, so, <laughs> so I guess the a question could be is like, are we going to see like essentially an old man Logan version with Deadpool? Like that's it know. is it is a thought because if it's 2029 and we're supposed to assume that this is taking place in 2021, two, three ish mm-hmm. time frame, uh, then yeah, we would assume that Logan is older and right. not not a young Logan. Um, and will we see Professor X? I mean, he's not dead technically if we're yeah. talking about this timeline and we've talked about before you know who's going to play professor x for the new x-men series is it going to be somebody new or will it be like maybe professor x is dead in this world and so this will be the gene gray school hank mccoy school i don't know so who knows there there could be potential answers in deadpool 3 possibly as far there as is, what's happening with mutants. There is a video out there where someone, um, a, like a professional lip reader, translated everything. I have not watched it yet, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to try funny. to watch that this evening. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I was trying my best, and all I could yeah, really no, take away the, were... There, there is a video out there, and I think you can like basically watch everything, and it's going to be subtitled <laughs> with what they're saying. Oh, man. A professional lip reader. Um, well... That's the exciting news for the MCU. Uh, But for current MCU, we will jump back a week and join just Jen as she attends a wedding and potentially no She-Hulk. But very quickly we get She-Hulk. So I enjoyed last week's episode. I thought that it was fun. I felt like nothing happened to progress Jen's story as She-Hulk, especially with, like, this week's episode, just seemed so much more, like, character story, whereas last week just kind of felt like a fun, goofy thing that happened. Um, We did get more Titania. We did get to see Titania use her super strength. But other than that, well, I guess, and technically, the episode sort of ends with Jen meeting a guy, which plays into the current episode. So, I guess first thoughts for last week were, it was fine. It's just Jen. <laughs> yeah, and and I don't have anything against Jen. I'm not saying I like She-Hulk better than Jen, but I'm also saying I like She-Hulk's story a little bit better than Jen, so... I wanted a little bit more She-Hulk. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, they might as well should have just flat out said, like, you're, you're going to get Daredevil, like, at the very last scene. <laughs> but they might as well just say that, because we kind of know that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I enjoyed this uh, standalone wedding episode. <laughs> I mean, to me, one of the fun... One of the fun things that we see on sitcoms is when they they leave the standard setting and go to something else, something weird, mm. funny, different. Uh, and that's exactly what happens here. She is like from the top. She's like, "Yes, we're doing 
a wedding on a Thursday in the middle of the week because my friend is crazy. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was just kind of a lot of fun. We got to see finally a fight between Jen and Titania, like besides the courtroom one, obviously, uh, despite it being super tacky to fight at somebody else's wedding. <laughs> and I guess I'm wondering where uh, the rest of the season is going to go with Titania, with uh, with her new boy that I was initially really happy about and then immediately suspicious of after the tag of the episode. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I was unbothered. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I think I think it had its moments. I think, you know, obviously the comic book fan that I am, I was more excited about the Titania She-Hulk fight uh, at the wedding. And I thought it was funny that, like, they played into, like, she broke her veneers. So she had, like, <laughs> jacked up teeth and had to get, you know, I, I'm really enjoying the court drawings at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably one of my favorite parts of this series. And so to get to see her, like, at the dentist getting her teeth fixed, I thought that was, that was like, a funny touch. Um, and then the this, like, overarching sort of, like, love story that we're, like, trying to build for Jen. And, like, her coming to terms with the fact that people like She-Hulk but don't like Jen. And not, not don't like Jen. It's just people like She-Hulk more. I appreciate that because it's, like... It, it gives some, like, humanity to this comic book character. I think that they're, like, leaning really heavy on her trying to find romance. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's, it's like, a weird line where it's, like, I, I like the fact that we're humanizing a comic book character and making them relatable, but I don't like that it feels like every episode has to be like centered around her finding a boyfriend. Like, like realistically, I guess the last like three episodes have been about her trying to find a boyfriend. And it's like, I mean, cool, but like, I want to see my, the lawyer part is the fun part for me. Like when they did the whole, the thing with like the guy and he was suing the, the Megan the stallion who was like a light (laughs) elf. I thought that was, that was great. I really enjoyed that. And I, I wanted more, law show in this law Mm -hmm. show but instead i feel like we're getting more like romantic comedy but also like romantic dark comedy because everybody ends up leaving her i i can't help but think that it's kind of like fun and a change of pace because the mcu has been a little bit romanceophobic up until this point like they haven't really spent a lot of time on any of their main characters like personal or romantic relationships Hmm. They all kind of happen like off screen and they'll pop up and be like, oh, we have a kid now. Great. <laughs> um, so to me, this is just fun uh, that they are returning to this whole, uh, it is a very like rom-com kind of mm-hmm. kind of plot where Jen's like trying to navigate the world as a woman and her career and also try to find love and happiness. And yeah, so it's fun. It's different. It's uh, it's sprinkles on top of this ice cream sundae, which is a law show. <laughs> I agree. I just want more law. 
I didn't think <laughs> I didn't think that the law part would be my favorite part of She-Hulk, but it is slowly becoming my favorite part of She-Hulk. Well, it's and like and it's like I mentioned that from episode one. It's it's so difficult because like Better Call Saul just ended, and that's like mm-hmm. one of the best shows ever about a lawyer, and it's just like hoping this would fill that void that's in my heart now and it's like not quite i agree it's like i need more more of the law elements yeah and even i mean i'm stepping a little bit into the next episode but there's a character in the next episode that in the comics shows up at a trial that Hmm. she hulk is is dealing with and there's a whole fight that breaks out of this trial and and i was like oh that's great like where's that bring me more she hulk lawyer Super law, super court, whatever you want to call it. Like, I think that that's, that's, I feel like that's what they led me to believe this show was going to be. It was going to be less comic booky, more law show meets comic book. And I feel like we're getting more comic book meets yeah. romance with the occasional mention of the fact that she's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Because so much of the beginning was just like, this is who I am. I'm mm-hmm. a lawyer. I have this great job and it's just like trying to make everything work. And then this happens and I lose everything. And what am I going to do? I have student loans. I need to find work. And mm-hmm. it's just like all that stuff kind of happens within five minutes. And, and at this point it's just kind of like, okay, I guess. Yeah. It's like, I remember she's a lawyer. We get to see her like working in her office, but we don't yeah. know what she's like. Is she working on a cool case? Or there... But it's like, I need, I would want more of this more Spider-Man-esque element in terms of like focusing more around the job mm-hmm. and everything else is just kind of getting in the way, per, you know, stopping, mm-hmm. you know, the certain things in the job from ha- working out. I don't know. Give us more of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess the little bit of law that we do get in this episode is like a little side story about a guy who can't die and all of the (laughs) women that he's with. Um, I will say like, that's what I, that's what I want more of. And I felt like we didn't get enough of that story because I felt like that was like a wild story. Um, and it's just fun to see that, like, there are these people out there in the world that just, like, have powers. Like, this guy just has the ability to not die. He's invulnerable. And no one is surprised. No one is talking about it. No one is like, who is this guy? They're just like, oh, no, he's just this guy. And he's super yeah. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is also an actor on Star Wars. <laughs> It's hard for me to get past that because it's just like it's the same role, basically. Yeah. Like in terms of it, like his presence and the way he talks and the way he goes about things, mm-hmm. it's like the exact same thing in uh, Book of Boba Fett, and it's just kind of like hard to like get around that. <laughs> you know, it's well, just like let's copy and paste. Yeah, typecast. <laughs> but uh, it, it is getting weird because. Mutants are here. Let's just say it. Mutants mm-hmm. are here. People are aware of it. No one seems to really care. But but it's weird because you look at a high level, MCU is only saying, well, we're there's only two mutants. But they're also saying, like, but we're going to introduce mutants, but not really. But yes, it's right. like, it's so weird. Right. 
we're not going to explain <laughs> who they are. They're not like yeah. key characters. They're just, I'm sure you could tie them loosely to some character in the comics, but like, yeah, they're not using names. Um, the mutants are not the sprinkles on top of this. They're like the casting sugar. Like they're even, they're even smaller. Yeah. Yeah. The... Less scattered. <laughs> they're kind of barely there. Yeah. Um, but speaking of actors who are randomly in this episode, um, this is one that I got to watch for the first time with Mason. And whenever it showed the bride at the wedding, he just yelled, yes! And I was like, what? And it's because um, this is an actress name, uh, I think it's uh, Patty Harrison. But she's from one of his favorite skit shows that's on Netflix. It's called I Think You Should Leave. And he adores her every time she's on screen. And she always is this kind of like over-the-top, borderline crazy woman <laughs> that she plays in this episode. And so I did think that she was great here, even though like she would be an absolute nightmare <laughs> in real life. Well, that's cool. I, I like that. I guess we're metaing a little bit for the MCU, <laughs> but Seraphin casting does like all the casting for the MCU and for star, basically for Disney. She does all the Disney stuff. Um, and she has like an amazing talent for finding people that either are unknowns or are in things, but maybe not, not things that are like mainstream or things that everyone's heard of and pulling these talents in. And every time it's a hit, like <laughs> every time it's amazing. So yeah. shout out to you, Sarah Finn casting for your awesome work <laughs> on, on all of these shows especially because it's like they just keep coming out with new shows um i will say before we get too far away from it the qr code for this episode uh when the invincible man jumps out of the building and lands on the police car the qr code is at the bottom of the i guess the security car uh but the police the qr code is at the bottom of the security van like right in the middle so if you're looking for a new free comic there you go um, I am getting a little irked that we're getting into this trend of no more post-credit scenes. Um, yeah. that are always preceded by scenes that seemed like they were probably at some point a post-credit scene. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, and I would much rather them just throw it on the post at the end of the. Make it a post-credit scene. Why are you showing it to me before the credits? If it's supposed to be a post-credit scene, just put it as a post-credit scene, and I'll be happy. But you show it to me before the credits, then I feel gypped like I didn't get a post-credit scene. They could have at least gotten something with the dog from the wedding. Yes. Anything. They just show up with the dog and then nothing. We don't get to see the dog walk down the aisle. I feel... I just I feel like I did not get what I needed from, <laughs> from that aspect of the show. I had a perfect opportunity. Just a gag shot of her walking the dog down the aisle. Exactly. That's and that's I'm fine. That's what they've been so far. All the post credit scenes that we have gotten have just been little yeah. jokes. I'm fine with it. Why'd you stop? It was perfectly acceptable. Now I'm nervous that like next week we're not gonna get a free comic book. <gasps> because, you know, they said they have to get one or the other. They said that they were gonna do it for all the episodes and then here we are, we're not getting them. So it's like what happened? It seems like an easy fix. Um, I guess that's kind of it for last week's episode. I don't really have anything else. Um, if there's anything else that we missed, you guys wanted to talk about? 
Uh, I mean, it, well, this will kind of go. I mean, everything's gonna is. Sorry, we're just all over the place. Um, we well, we we get like the intelligentsia. Oh yeah, want to say that you know. So that that was kind of interesting, and it's you know it's also the first indication of uh, Hulk King. So mm-hmm. we get this little emoji of like this, essentially like the Hulk's face with the crown on top. So. You know, we do get this moment of like, what's going on? Who is this person? Mm-hmm. This, you know, uh, is this person Hulk King or someone else? Like, it's trying to figure out like what, who's, who's really the the mastermind behind whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, this is something we kind of talked about, I guess, two weeks ago, um, of like this supervillain organization, kind of led by the leader. Um, or I guess led by Modoc, but the leader's part of it. And we talked about the leader has been, you know, they've already said that, yes, he's going to be in mm-hmm. uh, the MCU again. It's going to be the same actor. So I am just kind of assuming that Hulk King is the leader and that's his, yeah, whatever his like hide behind moniker that he's using. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the intelligentsia is something that maybe we won't get in a physical form necessarily in She-Hulk, but it may be kind of like a building up to that's going to be the villain for the series, maybe like the big bad for the MCU series. Uh, So interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it is like just from um, Nikki and Mallory, like working on the website, like they can't even like really, it's, it's interesting like how it kind of, mimics modern days like they're forced to make an account you know so i'm just Mm -hmm. you know it's just kind of data collecting like what are they using that data for you know trending channels she hulks like number one right (laughs) um which the the rest of them are kind of i like wish they were a little bit more meaningful it's just like images heroes movies and memes like right (laughs) all right like there could have been other nods there that could have been fun but I feel like we're getting that a little bit more and more with the series. Um, just like places where you think there would be a nod to something, but there isn't. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, but. So it's interesting. Like, it's kind of like, how is all this going to tie together? Like this whole cancel culture, you mm-hmm. know, just the obsession of like, how did Jennifer become a Hulk? And. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are we using media to get the everyday people against, you know, it's just, it's very fascinating to see where all this could go if we're going to see any more of it. But mm-hmm. Well, speaking about more of it, let's get into this week's episode. <laughs> um, so this week's episode, The Retreat, uh, we finally get some more Emil Blonsky. Uh, we start the episode kind of following the previous episode. Um Jen is going on a couple dates with the guy that she met at the wedding. And then they sleep together. And then he ghosts her. And that's where the episode starts. Things start happening. Um, because then she gets, she's basically just staring at her phone, waiting to try to see if this guy's going to text her back. 
She gets a call from Blonsky's parole officer who says there's something wrong with his power inhibitor. And so they have to go to his retreat, his weird, creepy cult-like <laughs> retreat. Um, that turns out to be a little less creepy than they made it seem like it was going to be. Uh, also, like all of his followers are not there. So I don't know what happened with that. Um, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, but yeah, I feel like this place is a lot creepier than we're probably getting seeing. Oh, but yeah. I mean, knows? he definitely... I mean, he definitely turned into abomination. Like that's a hundred percent why his yeah. inhibitors messed up. Yeah. But I'm excited because we get a lot of fun references that like don't necessarily have anything to do with She Hulk directly, but like are just what they should be doing. Just fun references to things that like don't necessarily need their own movie or their own spin off series or something, but just a fun character to throw in there to nod to the comics. Um, so we'll get into those characters when we get there, though. Uh, so basically, she ends up stuck at the retreat. She doesn't have Wi-Fi, so she can't check her phone. Finally, she decides she's just going to forget this guy that ghosted her, and that's kind of the end of the episode. And then there's a post-credit scene, or a pre-credit scene, I guess we'll call them now, Um <laughs> <laughs> that kind of shows what actually happened with that guy. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I don't really have anything for the beginning of this episode. I was just ready for them to get to Abomination and show me the retreat. So if there's anything you guys want to talk about for the very beginning of this episode, go for it. But I, I mean, 
it's pretty much exactly what I said. She just goes on dates with this guy and then yeah. brings him in and sleeps with him and then wakes up and he's gone and then has a crisis. <laughs> if any of our listeners have ever been ghosted, it doesn't feel good, does it? It was hard to watch. It happened to Jen after things seemed so happy with Josh, who seemed nice, until it made it very clear at the end of the last episode that he was part of the creepy group that wants to kill her. And so I just felt very, very bad watching the whole thing because it seems like it could be great. And then he makes her feel bad. And then he also does want to kill her. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully, I mean, we'll get some, some like retribution by the end of the season. She'll Hopefully. find him and beat him up and we'll all cheer. And also, I wonder how this like worked amongst them. Were they just like, okay, which one of us is the hottest? <laughs> Josh, <laughs> we will deploy you. I, maybe. Or was it like, raise your hand, draw straws? Like, who wants to? And they're like, oh, no, she's disgusting. Except Josh is like, oh, I'll take one for the team. <laughs> yeah, maybe Poor Josh man. is a good guy Poor in man. disguise. We don't know. Probably not, though. Seems pretty bad. Gonna bet, no. Yeah. Uh, like, no. It, there was definitely <laughs> creepy behavior in the tag for this episode. Oh, yeah. Very, very creepy. For sure. Um, yeah. So, I also have a question, but I'll talk about it when we get there. Um, <laughs> so, jump into the retreat, because this is the fun part of the episode. Uh, she gets to the retreat. It's huge, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um Who's funding it? Yeah, yeah. I, Wong, maybe. I don't maybe know. all of his soulmates are like ladies who divorced millionaires. <laughs> and so they're bringing, yeah, they're bringing all that, all that good gold digger money. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird that we don't see them. Yeah. Anywhere. <laughs> I don't know what happened to them. They're in the kitchen. Maybe. Mm, well. We'll get to a certain character and then. <laughs> uh, so we basically, Jen gets stuck there because <clears throat> Manbull and El Aguilar, or Aguila, Aguila? I don't know. Whenever I looked it up, it said El Aguila? Yeah, that's how it's spelled. Yeah. So. Yeah. But uh, it sounded different in the episode. You guys yeah. forgot. Yeah. Um, but they are fighting, and Manbull destroys the front of Jen's car, and so she gets stranded. Um, Emil basically says, I mean, he says a bunch of nonsense in this episode. I also wanted to point out that we see posters all over the place where he's quoted himself. My yeah. favorite being, today is today. Is today. <laughs> uh, that's a great quote from Emil Lonsky. Um, but he basically says, sometimes if... You know, so if something bad happens, it just means life is trying to teach you something. So he's basically saying, like, hey, why don't you hang out? Um, We quickly (laughs) learn that his retreat is sort of like a spiritual retreat for supervillains where they can work through their issues. And we get to see, let's see, five. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Saracen, Porcupine, Manbull, El Aguila, and the Wrecker, who shows up a, a little bit into her time here. Um, <laughs> I thought 
that it was super fun because all of these characters are from like different random MCU heroes. Um, mm-hmm. Saracen, who is not a vampire in the comics, but it was fun that they made him think that he's a vampire in this. Um, he's actually a Punisher villain, uh, and he also appears in the as a Royal Avenger in the Exile series, uh, which is in a different part of the multiverse. So unrelated, but technically the same character. Um, What's uh, what I found was, which was kind of interesting that goes into to more of the werewolf stuff is the episode credits Bart Sears for this incarnation of Saracen, which means the primary inspiration is a villain introduced in 1999's Blade, the Vampire Hunter issue number one. Oh, crazy. Saracen was presented as one of the oldest vampires. Interesting. So it's possible. That's what I'm wondering. It's possible. Like, I, that's why I was like, wanting to get to Saracen. Cause like, what if he just turned all of the followers <laughs> into vampire? Like what if all the ladies are vampires right now? Cause he could be a vampire. It's possible. Um, but it's also like I, it's just it's hard to know, you know. It's almost mm. like getting it. We'll we'll definitely dive more into like what's going to happen to Josh. But I almost kind of want Sarah to show up and just like <laughs> drink. I I really want to see. I mean, we we get to see Elaguila's power sort of. Manbull is just Manbull, so we kind of see his power, but we don't get to see Porcupine do anything. Um, and after Not doing really. a little research, Porcupine's kind of cool. Um, so he's an Ant-Man villain, mainly. Uh, he shoots quills and other gadgets out of quill-like launchers hmm. attached to his suit. Um, he is also three different people. Um, I guess the original okay. was Alexander Gentry, Gentry um, who... The Avengers respected so much as a villain that when he died, they hung his suit in the Hall of Heroes. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so weird. Um, then there's a moment. This is the character that shows up in a courtroom case uh, between, between the Tinkerer and the Thinker, I believe. Um, there is a fight that breaks out, but at one point, Porcupine comes up as a witness and She-Hulk says, hey, you're supposed to be dead. And he says, you're right. And then he lays on the floor. So <laughs> I don't know if that's... I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on there. Um, but the second is Roger Cocking. Oh, excuse me. Roger Gocking? Yeah. Um, he is the like second iteration. It's still a guy in a suit. Um, I don't know the storyline. I don't know why they decide to bring Porcupine back. The third one is actually a mutant named Billy Bates, and we do mm. see this mutant in uh, the third X-Men film, um, The Last Stand. Mm. Uh, it's an it's a homage, if you will, to this character. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was interesting that Porcupine is potentially three different people, and I don't know who we got. Because he never says his name, right? He just says porcupine. So that's yeah, porcupine. Yeah. He's a porcupine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Manbull is a daredevil villain. Yeah. So that kind of makes some sense, like why they would use him. It's also funny um, because his he teams up with Matador. 
which right. that's like the whole joke in this episode is that yeah and yeah it's just the, the it's like the the constant joke of like they're a couple you need to separate <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, El Aguila is a power man and iron fist villain uh he it says that he has mutant powers i didn't see anywhere that said like how he got them or mm. how he uses them but he can shoot bioelectricity and yeah. he's also really good with the saber. That was, those are his two listed abilities. Yeah. So question could be, cause we do see him momentarily like use these powers. Like, I wonder if he's the reason the inhibitor failed mm-hmm. for like some kind of electric shock or did, did he actually turn into abomination? I also want to know, are we, are we being tricked? Is Jen being tricked? 100%. Is this we'll not, this isn't just a group that's like working through their problems. Instead, it's like this gathering of supervillains. I'm getting like a very primal fear vibe from this. Mm-hmm. So if you've never seen, uh, it's a Richard Gere movie called Primal Fear with Edward Norton. Um, I mean, it's essentially like a trickster. It's, it's like one of the, few movies where like the villain gets away with things Mm. and i get that vibe here like it just feels like he's just putting on a show but he's got some plans and he's kind of building his little posse and they're gonna do something right but he's but he's getting all these like c-level villains that yeah aren't the smartest yeah uh speaking of we get the wrecker again talked about him and his crew a Mm -hmm. couple weeks ago but where's the rest of them? Where'd they go? They didn't want to come work on their problems. <laughs> They're not ready to confront that. <laughs> I do love the part where she's she's like, "That guy? Did they previously on him? Previously on him?" Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was probably the flashback. Because at, at first I was like, "Oh, it's the magician," but no, it was, it was the other guy. Yeah. That was probably my favorite fourth wall break that we've had so far. <laughs> um, I thought that was really fun. But it's interesting that he's he's here. Um, he doesn't have his crowbar. So I don't know if maybe it's just there in his locker or something. Or He he mentions it. You know, it's kind of like in, in like their little round table. You know, he kind of makes a nod to it like, I don't need the crowbar mm-hmm. you know just something like that so but it's yeah it's like it's gotta be there yeah like, they stash it somewhere it's got it yeah i mean they probably all have like their own rooms or something but yeah just yurt. <laughs> yeah their own yurts <laughs> hurting for a yurtin hurting for a yurtin uh, <laughs> i i really want i really want to watch the next like what do we have? Two episodes left? One episode left. No, two. Oh, is it wait, nine? It's yeah. nine? Yeah, that's what's so crazy. It's just hard to believe. Like, we're on episode seven. There's only two more left. And it's yes. still kind of, where is this going? Yes. It's in, in, in not in a good way. Because mm-hmm. now we're to the point where, like, you've, you've shown us there's this villain organization. You've shown us that they're trying to get her blood. The tag for this episode is them getting her blood, and we only have two episodes for you to explain how she gets it back, what their plan to 
is with the blood, whose plan is with the blood, how many people are involved. There's so many questions, and I'm nervous that it's they'll start I mean, to answer them next episode, and then they'll try to cram everything into yeah. the last episode. And it's it's almost you know, especially with now this new villain code name Holt King. I mean, my my mind's going like. And I was reading something earlier. It's like, could, is this more focused around mutants? Is it like, could Jen, you know, Jen is She-Hulk, but could they be pivoting She-Hulk to be more like a mutant versus like mm-hmm. Hulk, you know? So it's like, I'm going with, they're trying to get the blood to try to learn it and then use it to create more Hulk-like beings. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is like, will there be more Hulks or will there be just different mutations? And are they doing anything with Abomination's blood? Right. Are or they trying to fuse yeah. them? Is Could this, they? Are they? Yeah. Maybe that's how they, we get Red Hulk. Thunderbolts. Yeah. Coming and I don't. I don't know. <laughs> there's 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 too much. There's too much unanswered right now. Uh, but as we mentioned, the tag for this episode is rewinding in time to when she slept with the guy he gets up in the middle of the night takes a picture of her well first copies her phone to his phone then takes a picture of her in the bed and has some emojis of blood hulk and something else i don't remember but yeah basically Mm -hmm. showing that he got her blood here's my question if you were asleep and somebody jabbed you with a syringe and sucked out some of your blood you're telling me you're not gonna wake up because <laughs> she couldn't. Enough. She couldn't do it while, or he couldn't do it while she was Hulk. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little hard for me to yeah, buy. Yeah, it's 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 difficult to buy. I agree because that's a big maybe. Needle. He, maybe he roofied her. Yeah, maybe they've been know. together all night. He might have slipped her a sedative. True. It's po- yeah, and that's a good point, especially in learning like if Jen is she Hulk, like nothing's going to phase She-Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. She can't get drunk, like, you know, mm-hmm. so kind of needs to focus more on Jen. Because it's interesting, like, there's the limitations, like, right, like it's like night and day, like, you would think, like, Jen being She-Hulk, like, it would just, she'd just be, like, super strong all the time. Like, right. you know, none of this is really going to matter, but they kind of separated that, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first time we're seeing villains be smart. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I guess I don't know. we'll wait for next week and hope that they answer some Oops. of the above questions. Um, I, I need to know. <laughs> I need to know. Like, it's going to kill me because I'm like, who is? It's like, is this, uh, is it the leader? Like, are we actually going to see the leader? Is he, he the mastermind behind all this? And it kind of makes sense. Like, if he's already Hulk-like, you know, mm-hmm. he's trying. Maybe he's trying to uh, complete, become, he wants to be more like <laughs> She-Hulk or more like Abomination. Mm-hmm. Well, and he would know that the blood mm-hmm. is what gives him his power. So if he gets more of it, he could get yeah. more power. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah, it's, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. It's like 
because that was like Abomination's thing. Mm-hmm. He wants to be the most powerful fighter being there is. Mm-hmm. And he was just obsessed with how much power the Hulk had. Right. So it's hard to see like how he's gone from that to like, I'm Zen. I just want <laughs> world peace. Like I, I'm not buying it. I think it's a show. I think he's the whole, the whole thing with him and Wong is the only thing that gives me pause and makes me hope that it's not abomination that's in charge because I yeah. just feel like that is too predictable. Mm-hmm. And I would rather it be the leader or, or somebody else. Like what like crazy turn, what if they like introduce Modoc and it's Modoc and he's trying to get it for AIM. That would be or wild. Like th- there's so many things that they could do that I think would be more exciting as a viewer than yeah. just being like, Oh, it was Emil all along. It's like it's, yeah, I mean <laughs> We could have but then it's that. like you've still got Titania, who's created by Doctor Doom, and it's like, are you going right. to show me Doctor Doom, or right. like, what's going on there? Yeah, there's so much. <laughs> I need we need two we need two episodes with Daredevil. <laughs> like, give us more. <laughs> pull. We might get two episodes with Daredevil. It's like they need to pull a book of Boba Fett, where like the last two are getting Mando. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> yeah. Switch it so it's more like it's Daredevil show. I'll stop watching if Luke shows up. Though. Excuse me. No more. You'll stop watching if who shows up? If Luke shows up. No more Skywalkers in my Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. that. Uh... Oh, I forgot to talk about the, um, the QR code. QR code for this episode, if you are looking for a free comic book, is when she's on the date and they're at the food truck... It is hidden on the food truck, kind of where the chips are hanging on the food truck. Mm. So if you want your free comic, go check it out. This is one that was hidden pretty well. Um, I feel like the other ones have been kind of more in your face. So that's where to look for it. Get your free comic, two free comics, if you didn't get last week's. So um, Speaking of free things, we're doing another giveaway. <gasps> um, we are... I guess theming it with this week's episode. I feel like that worked out a little bit with Saracen being a vampire. Um, so we're giving away the Marvel Collector Core little blit blit Marvel Collector Core exclusive zombie Morbius pop. Um, check out our social media. There will be a photo there along with the rules uh, for the giveaway. Uh, this week we're doing something a little bit different. It is a riddle. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the riddle. And you will have until next Friday to answer the riddle on our social media. You can send it to us on Facebook or on Instagram or wherever you follow us on social media. Uh, And then we will randomly pick a winner and announce it. Well, we'll have to announce it on social media because we'll have Mm -hmm. already recorded the episode for next week. But (laughs) that's fine. Check social media. That's where you'll find out the rules and the winner next week. Time for the riddle. The riddle is... What started blue, yellow, and green was then blue, yellow, and white was then black, yellow, and black. Solve the riddle, win the prize, post your answers on our social media, and we will announce next week the winner along with the answer to the riddle if you are just curious. So join us next week for all of that goodness and potential answers from She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fingers crossed. If not, then I don't know what we're going to do. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that does it for this week. 
We'll see. Oh, question. Do we have a question? I guess the riddle will be the question, but <laughs> I mean, the riddle will be the question, but I mean, I think <laughs> the biggest question is who do you think is Holt King? Ah, gasp. Send us your answer. Could be someone else entirely. Yeah. It could, you could give us a wild answer. It could be Spider Man. I don't know. Maybe he shows up. Could be Kingpin. Oh, I mean, that's a glaringly obvious one, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, send us your answers on social media and uh, we will give our answers at the beginning of next week's episode. So, see you guys then. And remember, today is today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.